Do you love racing? Then you've come to the right place. We discuss current topics in most asphalt series, as well as deep dives into the history of racing, race cars, and the drivers. I'm NASCAR driver Derek Cope. I share some of my personal stories, as well as highlighting those people that shaped my career and others. I'm Alicia Cope, and we also take on controversial and engaging topics on many subjects, including NASCAR, as well as tips and tricks that have worked for us in building teams from scratch, keeping relationships, and finding new roads. Hopefully our experiences will inspire you to reach your own goals. Let's get started. Welcome back to Race Theory. This is episode 21, and it's called Juke and Jive January. And the reason we call it that is after silly season, which is what we call the end of the year, the off season, when teams are trying to establish which driver is going to be in their car, which sponsors are coming in, which sometimes determines the driver, uh, sometimes not. And then different um, team changes as far as personnel goes. So after Christmas, everyone gets hired back and usually January settles in a little bit, but everyone's juking and jiving, especially the smaller teams, because their monies haven't hit yet. And maybe they were anticipating something that was coming in, sponsorship, and then that falls through, which happened to us a number of times. So we call it juke and jive because you never quite know what's going to happen. You'll hear an announcement one week, but just wait. The next day, it'll change. Well, the smaller teams certainly have multiple cars for the most part, and they're looking for voids to fill. And obviously, you know, as a race car driver, uh, professional race car driver, you are living and dying by the sword. You want to ride desperately. You're looking for an opportunity. You are, you know, working through every opportunity, every sponsorship. You're pounding the pavement, making calls, and you really want to ride for Daytona, but that doesn't always happen. And it becomes life and death. And, you know, you just have to keep forging ahead. And I think that's what happens when, you know, we talk about musical chairs and when the music stops, for the most part, the major teams and players have landed in a, in a spot. And then the smaller teams or the, you know, the part-time teams or the teams that are running a second or third car look to try to fill those rides and that's what's left. So it really comes down to, you know, timing as like most things do. Right. So, it really is a time of the year uh, that, you know, a lot of things happened, uh, you know, when all the seats are filled. So right now, you know, you talk about some of the things that kind of have come to light here as of late and a lot of announcements. Probably, you know, a few of the highlights. One, you know, Jimmy Johnson uh, probably, you know, kind of ended his IndyCar effort to some degree, I think, and has talked about coming back to Cup. And he has made an announcement that he is now a co-owner of GMS Petty uh, Racing, which is now going to be called Legacy Motor Club and a rebranding of sorts. And, uh, you know, that's Richard Petty and, and Maury Gallagher. And, you know, there's going to be some management changes as well. But Jimmy will start, you know, I, I think probably the first race he'll be will be Daytona in the, in the 500. But he'll run selected races after that and probably somewhere around six or seven. And that's still, I think, going to be Carvana. So um, That's exciting to hear Jimmy coming back, not only as an owner, but also as a driver. It is. Uh, you know, he's a great guy, uh, a talented, talented race car driver. And, you know, I think, you know, he's 
gone off and, and done some things that he wanted to do from a bucket list type standpoint and try different disciplines. And obviously coming back with, you know, something that he's more familiar with. He had a lot of success on the ovals in IndyCar, not quite as uh, proficient, it seemed like, uh, with uh, the road courses. But, you know, it's a, it is a difficult transition. And But he's coming back now and he's going to do some races and now in an ownership role where I think he's obviously learned a lot of things from Hendrick Motorsports. Been with Chad Canales, he's seen, you know, the ins and the outs and the pitfalls and the things that, you know, you just gather so much information and you're able to really, I think, bring a lot to an organization or a company after you've seen all that. So it will be interesting to see maybe the continuation of what GMS has done, because I thought that Eric Jones has done a great job there. The team has shown um, a lot of uh, uh, competitiveness in the car. Eric's done a nice job. So it'll be interesting to see how that uh, continues on. Uh, Another thing, you know, right now is something that's coming that it's not really a thing that's going to happen right away, but it still is interesting because I think a lot of people of our listeners are always interested in things that have happened in the past. And that's when like, guys like Tony Stewart and, you know, Kurt Busch. And, and I think John Andretti did it. You know, I think he was the first actually, but you know, where they run the double where they run the Brickyard, uh, you know, uh, I'm not the Brickyard, but I'm sorry, the Indianapolis 500. And then they come and fly in and barely get there in time to run the Coca-Cola 600 where you're, you're running a 500 mile race and you're running a 600 mile race. So um, quite an accomplishment, quite a, a task. So yeah. So we're looking forward to see uh, if that happens here for Kyle Larson. They have made the announcement that Kyle Larson will run that duel, that double, in 2024. And interesting enough, Rick Hendrick will be a co-owner in that car. So it will be interesting to see his, with Hendrick, I think HendrickCars.com is going to sponsor it as well. So they're a continuation of doing a lot of great marketing efforts with uh, their growing empire with uh, Hendrick Motorsports and HendrickCars.com. So that'll be coming in 2024, but I thought it was a point of interest that you know, we probably wanted to shed a little bit of light on here this early. Probably the the biggest announcement right now, I think, and is uh, the Kevin Harvick story. Uh, Kevin Harvick had alluded to uh, and was going to make an announcement whether he was or was not going to retire, but he has made the announcement that 2023 will be his last year uh, as a driver in in the Cup Series. So this will be his 23rd and final year in Certainly, you know, has, you know, a lot going on within his organization, his companies. I mean, he has KHI management and he's done some TV in the past here, I think, trying to see if he likes it and, and the temperament of what the, you know, the, the networks and things would look and, and think about. So I think that's probably on his radar next is what is he going to do? And obviously he's got, you know, the kids that are running uh, in different racing and, you know, um, so I'm sure that they're going to try to spend a lot more time there, but looking for something to do to fill the void and spend more time with his family. But, you know, he obviously had a great career and, you know, it has a great career, I guess. And, you know, he's obviously got a couple of Xfinity and Bush Series championships and he won, you know, the Daytona 500 there in uh, 2007 and he won a Brickyard, you know, 400 in Indianapolis. And, you know, so, I mean, he definitely you know, has, has done a lot and, uh, you know, is an excellent race car driver. Uh, and, you know, again, he, you know, first come on the scene in 2001 and his third ever race there when he got it with Richard Childress racing and when Earnhardt had been killed, uh, and filled the, the, the void there and came in. And that's really what I think put him in a position really to, uh, have, uh, the instant notoriety. And he was with a great team at that time. And it, 
you know, it took off and he ran with it. So, yeah, again, another uh, piece of news that I thought that we would talk about, and I really wanted to talk about what was going on, you know, about this time of the year, because there is a lot going on and, you know, you know, we don't really always get a chance to know the ins and outs of what's, you know, what's being done, but there's been an interesting uh, development with the cars series, which is a late model, late model stock type of, you know, division that most drivers start out in oval racing. If you're running a low in asphalt, you know, running the late model stock cars to get experience and serve your apprenticeship and Dale Jr., Jeff Burton, Kevin Harvick, and Justin Marks have purchased this and are going to, you know, be involved with that. Uh, so, again, it's just an opportunity for them to, you know, be involved in some of their roots that, you know, that basically uh, brought them to where they're at and they're going to try and give back and, uh, and try and elevate that uh, that program. So that was just a bit of news too. So from the uh, asphalt front. But, you know, getting back to the Cup Series, we talked about the teams and the drivers, right? You know, late announcements, late developments, things like that. But there are some teams that we haven't really heard anything about, you know, about what they're going to do. So there's a number of groups out there. Uh, the 27 car, you know, which is um, Team Hesburgh, uh, Lois Hesemans, and Jacques Villeneuve is driven for them as well. But primarily they do the road courses. Um, interesting group. You know, they're from, you know, from Europe. And, you know, they, they do their own engines, you know, really have – you know, stayed within themselves and, you know, and it's a, it's a difficult business over here. And I think there's been a learning experience for them, but, you know, they've continued to try to run the road courses and, um, and showcase their potential there. But I haven't heard anything about what their plans are. Uh, if they'll be at Daytona or they will not. So nothing really, you know, on, on the, on the forefront there. Uh, John Cohen, a 44 car, New York racing, you know, they've, you know, diversity program, put some money together through, I think, Chevrolet, and they had Greg Biffle drive. And, you know, Greg obviously has a lot of experience and did a nice job in the car, and they had some proficient runs, uh, but I've heard nothing. They went dead in the water, and really, uh, there has been nothing to talk about them. So who knows what's going to happen? That's kind of like their MO. Um, they come out, they say they're going to do something, and they don't. But it'll be interesting to see where that where that goes. The 50 car. The money team, supposedly, you know, uh, Floyd Mayweather and that organization, uh, there's been talk of them getting their cars ready to go, but haven't heard anything about with regard if they're going to run Daytona or not. I think they've been rumored to maybe be in the running for Elio Castro-Nevis, who's looking to run the 500. Elio Castro-Nevis from IndyCar fame, obviously, you know, four-time Indy 500 winner. And he is looking to do this. But, and again, I think Justin Marks is an option for him uh, with a second car. Uh, and also the 50 car could possibly be a, a, an opportunity, but we'll have to wait and see. The 55 car, which is the MBM, uh, Carl Long and JJ Yaley, they typically make a run at Daytona. They, they always seem to find revenue to, to go make a, a decent effort at that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I don't really know. I haven't heard anything about that, but, you know, uh, we'll have to wait and see. And then, of course, 91 Trackhouse Racing, their Project 91 car, that could be a possibility for, like I said, uh, Elio Castro-Nevis, but they normally uh, wait for later in the year, uh, but we'll have to see what goes on there. But the only car that I know about of the teams that I feel like are going to actually be visible and be at Daytona that I know of right now is and continues to be the uh, Beard Oil Racing car, the 62 car. 
And they are going to have Austin Hill from the Xfinity Series who runs with RCR that he's going to be in that car uh, for Daytona. I don't know if that's going to carry over for the other super speedway races, which they typically run those four races, but we'll wait and see. But that's just a little bit of what's going on with the Cup Series. Uh, but beyond that, you know, kind of a, a change in direction, obviously, and a late one, but Cole Custer. Here's a guy that, you know, has just been relieved of his duties at the cup level, and he will go back to the Xfinity level for Haas. And you know, in his place is Ryan Priest. And Ryan you know, obviously comes from JTG, sat out, was kind of like a backup driver role for Haas, and has worked hard showcasing his potential in the truck series, Xfinity things, just trying to say and show he can win races and staying visible. And again, we always talk about on uh, race theory about out of sight, out of mind. And I think that this is indicative of what he has tried to do to make sure that he stays in the forefront. And Chad Johnson, who was part of his, his crew chiefing for some of those wins, I think, uh, from GMS, has come with him, and he has now left and gone to Haas. So I think Chad Johnson is a very talented guy. Uh, I think is a guy that really, you know, he, he's kind of quiet, uh, but he's very, very proficient at what he does and has a good, uh, I think, relationship there. And I think that uh, that's going to be an interesting uh, car to watch. So I think we'll all watch uh, Ryan Priest and Chad Johnson in that 41 car. I think you can expect good things from Ryan Priest. He's always been one of my favorite drivers, one of those underdogs that um, hasn't always had the highest echelon ride or or crew chief's equipment. Um, and uh, I think he really showcased himself in that Xfinity race when he was given the opportunity and uh, and won. I remember that, I believe it was Iowa. We were in Pocono at the time with the cup race, but I remember watching that and and cheering him on. He is a, a good kid, um, comes from grassroots, works hard. I would love to see him excel. And he has ran very well in the truck as well. You know, he, he ran really hard there at Nashville in the trucks, uh, you know, and things. So he has been able to show that he can win. He's up on the wheel and he wants it bad. So I think that's what it comes down to, right? Desire. And so I think you're seeing he's getting a great opportunity, which is nice to see. A couple of, uh, you know, teams that I haven't really heard a lot about. And, you know, I haven't really seen anything written about it or anything, really. And that's uh, the 15 car for Rick Ware. Um, don't really know what's going on there. Haven't heard about what's going in there. Uh, same as the 38 car from front row. Uh, if Todd Gilliland's still in that or what. So I don't really, I'm not really privy to knowing what's going on there. Uh, the 45 car, obviously with uh, Reddick, you know, we, he is now, I know there at 23 XI. I've seen him over at the uh, Toyota development uh, workout facility and he is, you know, doing what he can do to get ready for his, his ride and his first affiliation with Toyota. And, of course, the Ty Gibbs is still with a 54 car now, a full-time cup ride. Uh, the 78 car, you know, B.J. McLeod, you know, one of the, you know, the the teams in the lower side of the cup garage um, and work hard. And uh, it's, I don't really know exactly. And I know B.J. will probably run selected races like he always does, but he always finds a way to put somebody else in the car and give those opportunities. And from what I understand is Garrett Smithley is going to be in the 99 car. And that's possibly for the full year. So that's something to to look for. Um, and then a limited schedule for Josh Balicki. I think he'll probably run the road courses, from what I understand, uh, the new Chicago street course race, and then Road America, where he's very proficient at and cut his teeth at. And then I, I just recently heard, and I don't know what exactly to what extent, but uh, Anthony Alfredo, 
who's left our motorsports, has gone to BJ. And I think he's going to be in a cup ride there as well. So, or it could be Xfinity. Again, I don't know for sure what that is, but I'm going to do some diving into that. So I just, uh, just came, that just came about uh, here shortly. But another interesting thing, if you're kind of into the, uh, the daredevil guy and the guy that does everything extreme type uh, driver, Travis Pastrana, he is going to run, is expected to run the Daytona 500. And mm-hmm. it could be with a 23XI, another car with 23XI with Hamlin and Jordan. So interesting, um, you know, talented guy, you know, very personable. Uh, you know, he's, um, yeah, he's an interesting guy. And, uh, you know, he's fun to watch and uh, always eventful. So uh, this would be a great opportunity for him How in the world well. he has enough time to do another series? Because uh, we were uh, talking with... Um, one of the drivers that he sponsors and brings up. Ben. Ben Mayer in uh, the, is it the stadium trucks? Stadium, it's the, no, it's the actual, uh, I forget, it's that rally, that RX rally cross thing or whatever it is. I, I don't remember the actual name of the, of the series, but it's, it's where a lot of, I don't you know, Chase Elliott went there and uh, Austin Cindric, you know, did the thing when they left Phoenix and tried to run that state, you know, out in that desert stadium, uh, deal so um i've watched some of it i can't remember the name of it but i've watched it it is interesting to watch i know that ben has done relatively uh well, really uh, well. in those in those races and he's been kind of you know shooting bars back and forth with him and uh and uh and travis Pastrana, you know back and forth doing some things and it's funny to listen to some of the things that has happened with you know um ben you know saying about you know him gonna go take care of him or whatever and then he tells him that you know, don't let your mouth overload your tail there you know and Gets him a thousand bucks that you know he has to go do some uh, some schooling and things or whatever. And then he goes out. Mayor Ben beats him and, and beats him. And he has to d- give up with a thousand bucks cash. So just fun stuff, right? So the guy is, you know, he's just entertaining, and uh, you know he's done a lot of very uh, dynamic things. And uh, yeah, he'll be you know be interesting to see if he gets this opportunity. It could be fun for him. But beyond that, that's kind of where we're at on the cup side. Um, that's. You know, that's about all the news and things going on there. So uh, if we switch off now, you know, there's a lot of news going on the Xfinity side. Um, you know, that's, again, the lower teams, you know, a lot of things kind of just starting to come together for them. But in somebody that's been running, you know, some selected cup races over the years was with our motors, our motorsports last year, Jeb Burton. Um, he is now going to, uh, to go to Jordan Anderson Racing, who just had a truck series team. And I think he ran a few Xfinity races of his own, but they pretty much, you know, pushed on the truck side of things. But now they are doing a two-car team. And Jeb Burton and Parker Ritzloff, who is a very talented young guy and has, I think, really last year took uh, the Xfinity, you know, uh, series by storm by showing some great runs in some sub, maybe not, you know, top-notch equipment, but, you know, going out and putting some quality qualifying efforts to go in some great races. And so there was a lot of talk about him and speculation of doing some other things. So uh, I think he ended up doing some races for our motorsports as well. But those two guys have left and gone to Jordan Anderson Racing. So Jordan Anderson, a uh, nice young man, has worked really hard to get his race team up and going and has done a really great job in the seat as well in the truck. So it'll be interesting to kind of keep tabs on uh, that organization and see, uh, see how they can move up the ladder. Alpha Prime. Uh, Tommy Joe Martins on the 44 car, they've also had some very productive runs at times and, you know, hit or miss, but obviously, you know, those things kind of happen because sometimes the money is there or the money is not there, or they look to pick their fights. 
they'll look to try to put the money in a position where they can go out and run really well and have great runs and showcase themselves. And then they have to, you know, take a little bit of a lesser, you know, uh, role in their, in some of the races with maybe what they spend money wise on tires and that type of thing. But they are going to run Jeffrey Earnhardt in a full season with forever long. Ryan Ellis, I think is going to run some races, I think six possibly. And then a new young kid named Leland Honeyman Jr. He's going to run some limited races as well. And then Sage Karen from IndyCar will return uh, and run some races for them. So they have kind of a, a grab bag of drivers and funded people coming in and uh, trying to grow that organization as well. But they're right here in Mooresville and they work hard. And I think George Church is uh, who left uh, Starcom Racing and was over at uh, Carl Long's MBM Racing. Now he's going to crew chief that organization. So they will probably be Good very productive because they were. He did a really nice job with JJ Yaley last year and had some great runs with uh, their efforts. And uh, so I know he's probably looking forward to it. Uh, he loves he loves being at the racetrack. Johnny Davis, uh, been kind of quiet there. I heard that Gary Keller and and them have, have parted ways, but Johnny is still there with the six car. And Brennan Poole is back full time. So uh, he probably he's he's always been able to put some funding together. And did the cup deal, uh, you know, in the beginning there with uh, Premium Motorsports and then come back in uh, and now doing something with Johnny Davis. So uh, we'll be, we have to follow him and see how he does. And then, as we alluded to, Cole Custer back at the Xfinity Series. Another interesting development has been with Jesse Ouija Racing, who most of you probably know or don't know, but Emmett Smith is involved with him. And uh, it's a collective effort there. And um, they, you know, Jesse was driving the car and they had, you know, some races, they made some races and they missed some races. And I think they ended up trying to, you know, put a driver in the car that maybe had some more experience and maybe, you know, and they ended up doing that and put Kyle Weatherman in. We know Kyle relatively, relatively well, you know, we gave him his opportunity at Starcom, he came in there and worked for nothing at the shop and we put him on payroll and then ended up giving up some seats. I gave him up some seats of the car in the 99 car and put Kyle in the car, let him, you know, run some races. And, you know, he had done a really nice job in ARCA prior to that. And I'd seen him run at Phoenix and, you know, he's a nice young man. He works hard and has put his time in. And it's just nice to see that, you know, the good guy uh, that has worked hard and has a lot of desire and he has a lot of talent. Uh, he's getting an opportunity and a full-time deal with Jesse Ouija and Emmett Smith. So um, we'll certainly have to pay some attention to what Kyle does there. So we're looking forward to watching. Yeah, that. nice to hear that because obviously there's going to be some money behind it now. And so his efforts, um, we might really see some success there. He is a, a very hard worker and, and also one of those kids that he made sure that he was always visible. It's hard when you don't have uh, sponsors that can give you full-time rides. And it's hard when you're bouncing from small team to small team, just trying to make sure that you show up week after week. And he's been able to do that. And I was thinking about it as you were talking, it's been a good, probably eight, nine years, you know, since he first, you know, started showing up uh, in the shop and, and, uh, you know, came from ARCA. Hard to believe that the time passes that quickly, but that's a long time to continue to, you know, as we alluded to earlier, juke and jive for your seat, you know, every single week, month, year. And that's what he's done. And finally, it's it's paid off. I hope that it will pay off and, and I hope that they are successful. Yeah, he's definitely paid some dues and, uh, you know, stayed the course tried to stay on his path 
And, uh, you know, I, I can commend that. You know, uh, there's another driver, Blaine Perkins, who is a young man uh, that's, that's basically ran a few races, I think, with our motorsports again. So, you know, a number of people kind of come through that organization, but he now has landed, uh, you know, out of, out of that and moves to, uh, to Bobby Daughter and the SS Greenlight Racing. So I haven't heard much out of Bobby's organization, but that's, um, you know, where I know that Blaine's going to run some races. So interesting news with uh, a new team coming in, Xfinity. Uh, and I know Kevin Swinsky and Kevin Swinsky has been in ARCA for a very long time and very, you know, done a lot of things there and they have AMR racing and they're out of Mooresville as well. And they are going full time in Xfinity next year for their first full season. And Brett Moffat is going to drive that car. So, you know, Brett coming from our motorsports and then losing a ride, uh, late last year and, you know, won the truck championship, uh, you know, with um, Hattori Racing. So he has a, you know, he's a talented guy, just doesn't ever have any money, and he's found a ride here. So, um, you know, good for him, and hopefully uh, he can parlay that into a, you know, a great first year for that organization as well. Somebody we know and, uh, you know, have, you know, I, I feel like has a lot of talent is Kaz Grala, and, you know, Kaz has been, you know, kind of bouncing around, trying to do, pick up the opportunities in different uh, disciplines as well. He's done a great job in the TA Trans Am car there for for the Weaver Racing and uh, has continued to work in the Truck Series, Xfinity Series, and now he's landed with Sam Hunt Racing. So he's going to drive a full uh, ride with them in the Xfinity Series. And I believe Connor Mosack is also going to run 20 races. Connor has been in the TA in the TA2 division and been, you know, with Scott Legacy Racing, has ran up front all the time very proficient road racer, uh, getting opportunity to do, and has been running some mobile track races as well and done a very good job. So he's going to get 20 races in there. So he's really expanding his horizons and looking for, you know, to continue on his process as well. And a name that you're all familiar with, I'm sure, is John Hunter Nemechek. Uh, has a full-time ride with Joe Gibbs Racing in the 20 car. Ryan Truex is going to do part-time in the 19 car. And then Sammy Smith, another kid that's been running in uh, the TA2 program we've seen a lot of in the road racing side, uh, and he's been doing some races with JGR also in the 18 car, and I think Flying J and TMC Transport is going to kind of uh, fund him. So they've got a full boat. They talked about them guys kind of backing away from all that, but it looks like Joe Gibbs Racing has found funding from a lot of these people, and they are coming back with full force in that division. So interesting there. And then, of course, uh, we, we alluded to Josh Balicki and doing some sporadic things, and he's going to run for G- DGM in some races as well. So a lot going on there in the Xfinity Series and in some of the smaller divisions that, you know, we're trying to fill the gaps. Um, I really haven't heard much on the Truck Series side. There's not really a great deal to talk about there. Uh, but, you know, there has been a little bit of uh, things come out of the KBM camps with Kyle Busch. And obviously with him going to RCR, you know, he, with having the Toyota division uh, affiliation before, you know, he will not be able to have that and maintain that. So he is now going to be running Chevrolets. And, you know, they're going to switch gears there. And they've kind of developed a relationship and alliance with Rev Racing. So they've done some things in the past or before. But Rev Racing, I don't know if you're familiar with them. They, they kind of handle NASCAR's diversity program. And, you know, a number of those kids have come through that. And, you know, it looks like right now that, um, you know, Nick Sanchez uh, is one of those, and he will drive the number two uh, car with Danny Stockman uh, for Rev Racing. So um, Danny Stockman, outstanding crew chief, great individual, worked for RCR, uh, very talented uh, guy, and he, they'll do they'll do good things. And on the female front, Haley Deegan, obviously, uh, that's probably, oh, it's a little bit of old news, but I just wanted to make sure that for some of our listeners that, you know, 
are hearing things and don't really have been able to stay up or listen to what's going on. Haley Deegan has landed. She is going to be in a Ford because uh, she's a Ford development driver and she'll be with Thorsport. And so a great organization up there. They continue to be, you know, one of the mainstays of the truck series and uh, she'll, uh, she'll have an opportunity to continue her process there as well. You know, we've been involved with Nitro Motorsports doing a lot of the Toyota development driver uh, test sessions. And Dean Thompson is a name that's on the Toyota development program. And he uh, is, you know, serving his apprenticeship and in the infancy of the deals with Toyota. And we'll be doing some tests with him as well here, you know, in the coming months. But Dean is uh, is going to be involved with Tricon Racing, which was David Gilliland, the truck series, but, you know, now Tricon, uh, which is uh, the Grays, uh, they own that organization, and Dean is going to run for them. So, um, you know, young talent, uh, you can be interested to see how that comes along, but uh, great organization over there. Uh, they have great funding, great equipment, and should be interesting to watch uh, how that thing unfolds over there. And um, uh, McAnally Hilgerman Racing, uh, Derek Krause was in that 19 car um, last year and, you know, didn't make the playoffs, barely missed it, but was a, you know, a force to be reckoned with. Did a nice job. Uh, I don't know really what Derek's going to do. I don't heard about him landing anywhere, but uh, Christian Eckes and Jake uh, Garcia are going to take over the, that ride in a two-car effort, uh, two-truck effort, excuse me. So interesting to watch that as well. Um, and then talk about the NASCAR's diversity program. Uh, Raja Karuth is the latest member of the NASCAR's diversity program that's going to move from full-time to uh, full-time competition for GMS in the truck series, in the 24 truck. So a uh, great opportunity for him. He's been, you know, doing some sporadic racing, doing a really nice job. And uh, it's going to be, uh, I think, a guy to watch. Uh, he has talent and uh, seems to be, uh, you know, very driven. So we'll keep an eye out on him and see how that uh, how that unfolds as well. So I guess that kind of takes care of the NASCAR, you know, side of things kind of leading us you know what's going on here in the upcoming uh few months we're not far away from the coliseum race you know we talked about you know a few changes there uh obviously they're going from this year the the word is that they're gonna start 27 cars at the coliseum in in los angeles and instead of 23 pretty much the same type of concept of qualifying races, you know, qualifying and, and qualifying races and things that you have to make the A main. So um, there will be some people left out. So it really will be a dogfight again, like it was last year. And uh, there was kind of a no holes barred effort. So if you didn't catch the race at the, uh, the Coliseum there, uh, which is the Bush clash, which is February 5th, you need to need to tune in it because it is it's on a very short little track you know it's uh tight people are gouging and it is uh you know for the opportunity to be in that top 27 now so uh, a lot of the bigger teams all the teams are able to go there even the open teams so they'll be all vying for a spot there to showcase their sponsors and uh and we'll see what happens with that but uh you know ta2 trans am obviously that's where we're spending a great deal of our time uh, right now, currently, uh, I'm getting ready to head out next week to go to Austin, Texas for a test session at Coda. Uh, we'll have a Toyota development drivers down there. Uh, we're going to be doing some testing with those guys and and trying to enhance uh, their road racing um, capabilities. And uh, we're going to test some things for our cars as well. But yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, I think uh, 
Taylor and, and Tanner Gray are going to be in the car. And, uh, you know, got a couple other guys that are going to go with us as well. And it uh, should be interesting. Um, Nitro Motorsports, uh, you know, it's a lot of change in the uh, in the TA2 division. A lot of things moving around there as well. It's becoming kind of like, you know, uh, the rest of the series, right? People are looking for opportunities, looking for the best teams, which is always the way it goes. If you win races, that's where if you're paying to drive a race car, you want to go where people are winning races. So I think, you know, Nick uh, Tucker has done a great job and Ron Otto uh, with uh, Nitro Motorsports and uh, they, you know, been doing a, you know, doing some winning and Brent Cruz, the young 14 year old kid is, uh, you know, put some wins together and some polls and uh, he is kind of leading the charge over there. So there's been an influx of people coming over to Nitro Motorsports uh, where names like Taylor Gray, who drives in the truck series, uh, William Swalich, He's been driving in the TA2 deal and been doing some other races, I believe uh, some stuff with Joe Gibbs Racing. So he's kind of like involved in that deal. He'll be running some races. Uh, Darren Mock, who drove for Cope Racing, uh, basically uh, he has come over. That's that's uh, Butch Mock. If uh, they're all Ray Mock uh, racing in the Cup Series team with Neil Bonnet and some races, uh, they um, have come over and they are running a full schedule. Uh, major player there with, uh, with Nitro Motorsports as well. And uh, Thomas Annunciata, who ran um, the last race at Coda, finished third on the podium there in his first ever, or I think second ever, TA2 race. Uh, did an outstanding job and uh, has just signed up for a 10-race schedule with, uh, with Nitro as well. And Cale Phillips, who I crew chief for at VIR at the end of the year, and we had a really good run up there. And he's done a really nice job, and he is going to do six or seven races. And I'm going to probably crew chief for that effort as well with Kale. I really enjoyed working with him. Uh, great individual, works at Penske as a fin- in the financial department, but uh, has ran with Darren Mock in that uh, in that other division. Uh, I think it's the old the Mustangs, the stock steel muscle type cars, and uh, did a really nice job in, in like his first TA2 race. Uh, so a lot of promising things for. Nitro Motorsports, but I'm excited about uh, about spending more time with that and seeing how it goes. Um, but, you know, as far as the test schedule coming up, you know, TA2 will be testing at COTA next week, and then there's a test at COTA with a West Coast driver uh, on the 28th, and then we go to Sebring uh, to test down there, uh, which is a full-on test, which is kind of like it used to be in the Cup Series and Xfinity Series, where you really spend a couple of days down and you got you know full reign to work on things. And we'll be doing a lot of uh, extensive development work um, with that at Sebring. So interesting things going on there. But the series as as uh, in a whole as a whole is really starting to you know make some inroads. You're seeing a lot more sponsorship come back to the uh, Trans Am TA2 division. You know, Scott Legacy Racing's got Thad Moffat. And for those of you who don't know who that is, it's um, the grandson of Richard Petty. And he's uh, going to drive the 43 car, and Safety Clean is going to be a sponsor. So another major uh, entity, you know, uh, sponsorship-wise coming in. And uh, then Connor Zilich, who is a you know dynamic young uh, race car driver as well, um, he is going to be sponsored by Bass Pro Shops. So it's Johnny Morris and Bass Pro coming in and Silver Hair Racing in their second of their, of their two-year deal. So a lot of things going on there. And I do want to give a shout out. We, we talk more about the East Coast guys, but, you know, there is uh, a guy that works really hard and he's on the West Coast. Uh, you know, older kid, he's, he's 39 years old. He's from Snohomish, Washington. His name's Jeff Holden. 
and he won the TA2 Western Division uh, in 2022. And you know, this is a this is a small team. They're self-funded. You know, it's an all volunteer crew. Um, you know, they do everything themselves. And they were, I saw him and his dad and him at, um, at Coda again, they were at Sonoma when I was out there and, uh, just speaks volumes about, you know, working and continuing to pursue the things that you love to do. And, you know, I just wanted to give a shout out to, uh, to Jeff Holden up there. He's done a really good job and look forward to seeing him, uh, in some races this year. And then, uh, I got to know Dylan Archer. Uh, obviously I know, I know Tommy Archer and, and the archers there from the old Trans Am days and stuff. And, and their son, Dylan uh, is just a nice young man. And then, uh, he's going to Franklin road with Showtime Motorsports and, uh, Ken Twaits and Michelle Abadi. So they had a switch up over there and some guys are gone out of that deal there. Then some young talent coming in there. So like I said, just a lot of change and 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 it's always exciting to see you know things get you know new people come in and get you know opportunities to try something different and uh you know get a chance to try to put themselves in a position to showcase their talents and maybe win some more races so that's a little bit of the little talk about what the trans am ta2 program is coming up and um that'll all again start um, in you know the latter stages a week after the daytona 500 that season starts in sebring so a lot of racing going on that's kind of you know, about what we have on tap. I uh, just wanted to kind of like share some thoughts about what's going on, what's coming up through in January and how much work is going on right now, prepping for all this. And it is a time of the year where, you know, you got to put your best foot forward. You know, you always put your, you know, the most of your money up front, buying equipment, preparing and getting ready to go racing because, you know, especially like when it comes to T Daytona and Xfinity, you run the Super Bowl first. So, you just got all the money, you got all the resources, you go try to do the best you can there. And then from there, you start looking towards a championship run. And that's what all these guys are doing right now, getting ready for uh, January leading into the February start of racing. So that's where we're at. And I want to thank all of our listeners for staying in touch and, uh, you know, take a, take a look at where you can reach us at your comments and, and, uh, questions or anything like that. Just, uh, reach out and we'd be more than happy to try to, uh, to answer those. And, you know, if you, you know, if there's something particularly that you like or you don't like, you know, please let us know because we're, you know, obviously new and we're just trying to shed some light on things. Racing is going to get started in the next few weeks. So obviously we'll start talking about the intricacies of all of the things going on in racing. And again, as we talked about, the Rolex is coming up. So um, a lot on tap. So that's it for Race Theory. We appreciate you listening and we'll look forward to next time. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Did this episode give you some value? If so, please follow us on Facebook at Derek Cope and Instagram at Derek Cope 00 and leave a comment or question and use hashtag race theory. We can't wait to hear from you. See you on the next episode.